Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. With Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. In this week's show, we're going to focus on one of my favorite topics, especially when it comes to understanding the metaphysics of relationships. And this is something that our wonderful teachers, as you all know, we focus on the teachings of Abraham and also the unity teachings. I love it because what we talk about when it has to do with relationship is often opposite of conventional thinking. And that's what I really love this work. Just when you think you know, you don't. And it's an opportunity for us to question what we think we know about relationships and what is really in the true vibration, the true metaphysics of what's happening when we come together and build these loving, learning, expanding relationships. And today specifically, our show is focused on how to straight stay true to you while creating joyful, fulfilling, and powerful relationships. Because isn't that the key? To stay true to who you are. Because if you have relationships that sacrifice who you truly are, they are certainly not worth having. And so we want to start with the core of importance, and that is who you are and your relationship to source. And then the delicious relationships can unfold from there. To help me go through this wonderful forest of opportunity and knowing is my co-host, Janice Campbell. Welcome, Janice. Hi. I love this topic. And of course, it's February. And so up comes Mr. Valentine Day. <laughs> <laughs> or or a Miss Valentine, Valentine Day. Day. Which is just a wonderful excuse to talk about relationships, which is probably one of my favorite topics. Whenever I hear the Abrahamites start to talk about um, why we're here and what we're into. And I, I'm always fascinated by it because it's a little it's a little interesting because it's both we're creating relationships based on our vibration and who we are mixing in with the potentiality of this other person. And so this, there's this fluidity and this inconsistency that I have learned from these teachers that there is no relationship that you have that is just solid and done and it's always moving, always expanding. And every person that you have a relationship with has a myriad of faces that they could give you in any time and place. And if you think you have a consistent relationship with someone, it means that you've been consistently pulling that face, if you will, into your life, that part of them. But make no mistake, they have lots of other parts of themselves who are having maybe different relationships with other people. So it becomes this kind of interesting dance of who I am, what my expectations are, and what I'm creating with people that come into my, my life. And I, I always find it very kind of amusing because as Abraham says, our relationships are always a mirror of some type, you know, to see where it is that we are in the, in the moment, 
in the moment. This this constant fluidity is really kind of wonderful but baffling at the same time because you think, okay, I have a relationship with someone and we've established this is who we are. But that's not in alignment with the vibrational universe. Nothing stays the same. It's always moving. It's always changing. And, and so are our expectations. And so I find, I don't know, I find that the teaching of relationships from these teachers is probably the most wonderful and yet confusing sometimes topic. It's like, who's creating who here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, it's funny. I've never really thought of it as confusing. That's kind of interesting. But then when you're saying that we pull out that different part of a person, it is kind of interesting because you're right. They're with us this way, but then they have all these other facets of how they show up. But when you were talking earlier about the relationships, I think, I mean, if we really look at that, I I bet relationships are the biggest topic that get us out of the vortex. Like if we look at the biggest reason why we get out of the vortex, it's because of relationships and what we're making up about that and what that means about us. So to really stay in the vortex for longer and longer periods of time, we have to really cultivate and know that relationship with ourselves and not, not give away, so to speak, who we are in a false way, because that's going to bump us out. Absolutely. I think it is the number one reason that we choose to come out of the vortex because, and and let's talk a little bit about where that gets started. I think early on, and uh, obviously Abraham talks about this a lot, early on we came in uh, thinking that the world revolved around us, and it does. And then we were kind of told, not that they were doing anything evil, but they were doing the best that they could by parents and teachers and others who said, you know, it's not revolving around you. And if you want to get along, you better do this, this, and this. So we get a little off track there in our adolescence as we're growing up and being told that, you know, if you want this, you have to jump through this hoop. Right. And then we're told also that we can't be who we are. We have to be different. And then we start shrinking ourselves and we're out. So it's really fascinating because, and, and, you know, I think this is changing. I think as people are raising children differently, as the school systems eventually will have to evolve, um, you know, we'll start to learn that that is not the way that you truly become a healthy, vibrant, alive being by, you know, pretzeling yourself into what others need of you. But it's something that I think a lot of us, and I, I, you know, I include myself, have to sort of shake myself free of every once in a while when I find that I'm doing and saying things that don't feel good. Yes. You know? But you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about the whole school evolving this and that. It can't really evolve unless, it, it, I mean, it's such an individual thing. Like it has to be that ripple effect. Like yes. you say, we've, we've practiced this stuff a lot and we go in and out all day long. <laughs> so people, if the teachers and the administrators, if they're not, you know, they're, they're not really in this new paradigm possibly, because it still mm-hmm. feels like, no, in order to survive in this world, you have to be a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to, tr- you know what I mean? So it's kind of a funny thing where it's, it reminds me of we think that somehow it's going to get shifted out there where it really always comes back to us doing our work right? and then rippling right. out from there. Well, I think part of it, and speaking specifically about education, a lot of these new beings coming in are not going to put up with the old system. And I think their refusal to go along is going to move it into its next evolution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's only the participants, you know, the people who are saying yes Mm -hmm. to that system that keep it going. And I know that they're, you know, they're just kids who just are not, you know, yeah. But it's interesting, too, like generations actually die out. You know, 
They do. And then it's like, like I look at my son who's 18 and his friend there, they live in such a different world with the whole internet and how connected they are to the world. And soon they're going to be entering the workforce. And like you said, they're going to be the most predominant energy. And that energy will shift as the older energy moves out. It's everything shifts. It has to. And I think what's so wonderful about that is there's no controlling that. But that is really it has some elegance of its own fruition, its own wanting. Yes. That is progress at its very best. That is the evolution. You know, can we control system. anything? Like when you say that, it's like makes me think, can we control anything? Like the funny part is we actually think we could stop this river. Right. It's happening. <laughs> well, you can control what part of it you participate in. Do you want to participate in the end that is expanding uh-huh. and wonderful? Or do you want to participate in the part that's crumbling and struggling? Right. I mean, you get to participate where in the evolution you want to play. And we could feel it too. Like yeah. where we're playing is like if we're trying to hold back the river, it's painful. I think it's very painful trying to keep an old system in place. Mm-hmm. I think if any of us have tried to keep an old system in place just for nostalgia or because we think that's the only way, it ends up eventually being crushed because nothing stays the same in this universe. See, that's the thing I think is so intriguing is that we're constantly moving forward. These relationships, even though they feel like, okay, I've had a relationship with this person for 12 years and this is who we are together. You know, she's my best friend or she's my my coworker. But that's really not the truth that that a relationship is always has the potential of being anything that we want it to be yes it always has that potential but, you know it takes trust i mean it's kind of like um like i was sharing with you remember ray talking before about some a relationship i was shifting and it's like when i made the shift that person was right there which was surprising to me because i i was kind of afraid like i I don't always trust that that person's going to be meeting me where I am. Right. And it felt so good. It's like, oh, my God, all this resistance has just been on my side. Right. <laughs> right. But see, that's that's the thing, too, is that that's where it gets into a little bit of a metaphysical conundrum. And maybe I don't need to know the answer to this, that if this person has that potential of being that other relationship that you've created, that potential was always there. So it's like these many faces, many possibilities that we have with one another. And and is it kind of like when we shift into the new space, that energy is automatically there? Like, Well, that's what they're saying. I mean, that's really what these teachers are saying about our relationships is that we are the pivot point to how other people show up. We are the receptacle at that moment of the vibration that we're pulling in from them, not meaning that's the only thing they have to offer. See, this is the part that's interesting. It's like a person can give you their worst self or their best self. They can give you their backward self or their frontward self. <laughs> what are you asking? Yeah, what calling are you forth. Expecting. Yes. Expectation. I mean, I really think what's interesting, if, if, if we want to stay true to ourselves and our evolving self, you know, we're constantly moving. Our relationships have to be moving with it. Um, you know, what is our expectation? Oh, this person will never get me now that I know so much. Right. You know? Like we're, we're deselecting them or deselecting right. the, the new relationship. Yeah. They can't keep up with me. Well, okay. Then they're not. And then we'll be right about that. We'll be right. Oh, That's see, I was right. I was right. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess in a way, 
this sort of harkens back to this idea that we're all one and we're just sort yeah. of playing these different roles with one another and different reflections of energy. And But I love the freedom and the creativity that we talk about. Uh, but what, what is so central to creating fulfilling relationships, and I'm really hearing this, whether it be romantic or work-related or family or even our kids, what's so, so important is that we have a sense, a true sense of who we are. And what is true for us? Because I think that authenticity will be a pivot point that will be satisfying. Because if we're true to ourselves, and then we build relationships based on that truth, we're going to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. But if we have a false self that we're putting forward because we think this is how you get more love or this is how you, you are worthy, you kind of create um, an unsatisfactory pivot point where you're not being truly who you want to be. And then you create relationships that are reacting to this false self and they're very unsatisfying. You know, it's just, if we can just get back to the beginning to know that you have to stay true to yourself. And what does that mean? Yeah. yeah, It feels like that's, that's what we need to talk about next. Yeah. What does that mean? And, and the word that comes up and that we want to talk about deeply today is this word accountability, which I has often found is sort of a harsh word. You know, it's kind of like responsibility. It doesn't feel very good. It feels to me, it's like, do you measure up or not? Right. Are you keeping your word or not? Are you letting us down? (laughs) Well, here's the interesting part. We're going to flip this word today and we're going to fuse it with some metaphysical light. We're going to fuse it with this consciousness of what these wonderful teachers are telling us because accountability is only where we last left it right? It's only where we last thought it was, but we can bring it up to speed as to the truth of what that meaning can have for us. And, and so accountable to who or whom, you know, are we accountable to what feels right for us? Or are we still worried about how that will translate to other people's reactions? And this is, this gets into this people-pleasing thing. And I tell you, I bet if you could do a study about addiction, and you got to the point where you were able to really do a comprehensive study, I bet probably over half, if not three quarters, of the reasons that people get into addictive behavior is because they are so afraid of being who they really are. Oh, absolutely. Maybe it's 99%. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, and because I think it's because the belief is we can't be who we are, it's less painful to go to the addiction. You know what I mean? Like we're looking for that air. We're looking for that that ability to just be and we're going to try to find it any way we can. Right. We're going to try to find that good feeling any way we can. But you can never be satisfied by not speaking your truth. You can never be satisfied by saying, you know, by saying uh, this is how I feel when you don't really feel that because you're trying to please someone, that right. people-pleasing thing. You can never live the life of your dreams right. like that. But never- I think we have to look at the flip side of that is why do we keep doing that? Why do we keep Why do we keep doing it? Why do we think that that's going to get us what we want? What is that what is that big fear and then to be able to really walk through that fear and notice mm-hmm. that it wasn't even there in like it's just an illusion. Right. It's not even true. I mean that's what I'm learning with this my the relationship things that I'm working on in my life. All I'm I'm very aware of what I say about it and then I'm seeing that it's just not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because I get close to it and I've been speaking up and it's like wow, that was just going on on my side. That was, that, you. that was just right. me. That was not, you. You know, and, and it's that whole thing. I remember years ago taking a class with this woman said, there's nobody out there. It used to drive me crazy. What does she mean by that? There's nobody out there. So frustrating. But I get it now. There's no, we live in our own world. Yes. Our, our world is a reflection of our consciousness. 
So accountability should never, ever be anything other than accountable to you. Now, what, now, now, hold on, you know, don't go crazy because that, you know, when people say, well, if you're only accountable to you, you know, will you not show up for meetings on time? You know, will you not uh, fulfill obligations? Well, of course not. Actually, the obligations you fulfill and the timing will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because if you're accountable to your source, your inner being, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the best romance you'll ever have. And that is with your inner being. Once that accountability is is absolutely non-negotiable, like I am accountable to how I'm truly feeling in this moment and everything else has to just sit and spin. I mean, it's a, it, at first it's a tough transition if you've done a lot of people pleasing and you've been in relationships where you're so trying to please that person you don't even recognize who you are. And we've all been there. Yeah. Let's face it, college. we didn't know any better we thought this is how you get love you know this is how you get popular this is how you get everything you want you pretzel yourself into being a a bit of a chameleon and we've all gone through it but we sort of have to wake up to the fact that there's no there there there's no satisfaction and it's painful it's painful to be the chameleon it's like there's no air in it Yeah, it's debilitating. So what's the risk that we take when we make our inner being the number one accountable relationship in our lives? That means that when we feel no to something, we have to say no. Mm -hmm. That means if we don't, and that, and that our feeling is a good enough excuse. I, Mm -hmm. I'm saying no, because I don't feel I want to do this. Now, uh, many in our culture would say, well, that's ridiculous. So what if you just, right. You have to do it anyway. But I think it's because we are propping up so much, so many false things in our life. Like if we actually look to what we're saying yes to probably a lot of that is just us propping it up, thinking we have to. Right. And that's, what's so beautiful about going right through it is you realize that the world does not fall apart. It actually falls into place. <laughs> and the relationships that remain standing are the ones that are actually satisfying. Yeah, and if it wasn't good, it had to shift anyway because you can't build anything on a false illusion. I mean, nothing sust- – it won't be sust- – it's not sustainable anyway. But there is a moment where we have to get comfortable – that's a big word – with the disappointment and even the anger – and the frustration of others because we start to be accountable to our inner being and not accountable to them. Because let's face it, if we're accountable to them, we've made their life very easy, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Because we've gotten to the point where we're just really being who they need us to be so they don't have to change their own inner position. But I don't think we really have made their life that easy because there's a part of a, I mean, I could look at my relationships. It's like, even if I think I'm doing, if I'm doing things for the wrong reason, I'm still not showing up as my powerful, joyful self. There's True. resentment in this space. So I think I'm giving them something, but they're not getting the best of me. And I think on some level, they could feel that. It's a booby prize. It's a booby prize. And I think when we start giving the authentic part of us, even though they may be having to give up something, what they're getting back in return is greater than what they thought they wanted. Absolutely. But they didn't even know it was possible because we weren't sharing that. We weren't giving that. We were giving less than what we are. And on that fantastic note, we're going to actually take a break. But when we come back, we'll get more deeply into this idea of accountability and what I would call even radical responsibility to your inner being, your inner knowing, and the wonderful relationships that can blossom from that point in time. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Stay tuned.
When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. I love this topic of relationships. And again, who is it that we're accountable to? Who is it that we're we're responsible to? Um, And in the moment of our exchanges in relationships, where is our focus? Is our focus on how we're feeling or how the other is feeling? And responding based on what they're feeling and not what we're feeling. I think what's interesting about, you know, becoming accountable to oneself, what does that mean? Um, And I think oftentimes in in a heated exchange, let's just go from there. In a heated exchange or, you know, a, a situation where you're confronting a no when somebody wants something from you. I, I think oftentimes we've practiced being there for the other person. Like where, where are they? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, and you know what? I could be talking from more of a feminine perspective too. Of course, obviously it's the only perspective I have at the moment, but I think oftentimes we're, we're constantly trying to understand the other person and we might serve ourselves better by just being more aware of what we're feeling. Yeah. It's almost like what tracking, what do you want from me? What, what do you want me to say? Who do you want me to right. be? <laughs> am right. I on track? Am I getting closer? Are you, ha- are you, you know, but it goes back to being a kid, you know, am I, are you pleased with my, you know, almost I'm thinking kind of like in a meeting situation, you could tell when you're kind of on a track and then there's also the disappointed looks like, what, where do you, where are you going with that? You know, <laughs> but it, yes. it's so subtle. Yes, that it's like, yes. do you like me now? Do you like me now? Do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? <laughs> oh, this is nauseating. But, you know, but, just talking about it, it feels, I could feel, at least for myself, I feel a sense of relief. It's like just bringing awareness to right. our unconscious behaviors causes a shift. And knowing that their compliance or rejection does not have to mean you suffer. See, I think that's the thing is, is this idea of, of bringing relationships back into our inner being and letting our inner being be, you know, the key to our happiness, our fulfillment, our feeling of aliveness, our joyfulness, and pulling back from needing this relationship to be working to be happy and this relationship to be working to be joyful. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you pull in and you say, you know, I am happy no matter what, or I'm joyful, or, or I can get back in balance with myself without you agreeing with me, you really tap into a sense of freedom that allows you to be in an argument and not have your neck on the chopping block, you know? Right. Because I think if you take the ante away, you know, if you take the big, oh my God, if you don't agree with me or if you don't see my point of view, I'll be destroyed, is why relationships and arguments can get spin out of control. Yeah. Where if you have that Because we're not pay- really there. I mean, we're, oh. <laughs> we're like, you in know. survival mode. It is, but it's not us. We're just like exactly. going through the motions. But I think yeah. what, when you're saying that, it makes me think too, it's like, 
in order to like, I like talking about the trapeze, you know, we're not going to let go of that bar. Yeah. You know, so we're not going to let go of that bar, that people pleasing bar, unless we know we have another bar to reach for that we yeah. can actually trust. So we, it, we do have to keep listening to our inner being deepening, like you say, that love affair, that deepening that relationship, because if, it, if we don't really feel that that bar is going to be there for us, we're not going to stop pleasing. I mean, if yeah. it looks like, well, if I stop pleasing, people are going to be angry with me and my life will be worse. We're not going to do that. We, we, right. we pleased for a reason. I mean, there was, there was a reason why we got on the track of people pleasing and monitoring people's reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the most powerful things you can do in any relationship is be in this stance of, I don't need you to agree with me for me to love you. I don't need you to understand me for me to be in relationship with you. Because I think, again, we're trying to pull back on the this sort of, uh, you know, power of the moment and power of convincing them or power of making them see your way or getting your way or whatever it is. I think, you know, if, if you're in it, especially with spouses, I think this is really interesting. I've learned this with Abraham, and it's probably one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned, is that we might be having an exchange, but I don't need to convince him of my point of view in order for the relationship to work. You know, right. and the only reason why we're trying to convince them is because we don't understand the truth about ourselves, which doesn't need convincing. Right. If we really got who we are and the power that we are and how everything is already here, we wouldn't be trying to convince them. The only reason we're trying to convince them is because we haven't gotten it yet. We haven't gotten we haven't the value of who we are or our own or, or being at peace with the fact yeah. that um, it, I don't, I don't put my, uh, myself out there to be judged and therefore told whether I'm right or wrong or good or right. bad. Like we based completely on disagree on something and it's not taking anything away from either of us. Yeah. Just you do pull. Oh, there is no, and I really don't think that a relationship can reach the depths that, it, that of its potential until both, hopefully both partners understand that, that their happiness is not about that other person's right. behavior. And the other person is wow. not their source. They're not their source. And we can say it over and over and over again. You're not my source. You're not my source. You are but not. We may be giving you know. it lip service, like trying to say it without really understanding it. Yeah. I and mean, that's why the work always comes back to the set. What does that relate? Like you said, the primary relationship, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Because if it's not strong and you're feeling the connection, everybody's a threat to us. Exactly. I just remember, you know, in my in my younger years and before I understood sort of how to be in relationship, that I would spend hours and hours and hours being um, defensive about my stance or my view and gather evidence for yeah. why I do and what. And boy, the amount of time I spent defending right. myself, it's exhausting. You said you'd it. call me in three days. I mean... <laughs> Right. Okay. I know you said that. No, I never said that. You did say that. No, I never said that. Well, we, it was Tuesday. We were sitting here and blah, blah, blah. like that matters, you know? Oh my God. It's, it's an absolute time suck. <laughs> I remember spending hours and hours on the phone with my girlfriend talking about relationships. And now when I reflect back on it, it was just circular. It was just rant. Cause I mean, who knows what we were talking about or why we thought that somehow a solution would come from that. But it's falsity on falsity. It was round and round. And you should be like, yeah, you're right. You should be angry. <laughs> well, let's talk about this word defensive, because I think this is interesting. From a metaphysical Abrahamic kind of, of way, what could be happening when we feel the need to be defensive? I mean, what's going on emotionally at that point? We're thinking we have to protect. 
There's survival on the yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, definitely know that there's lack limitation. There's definitely some scarcity thoughts going on, right? Because you wouldn't be in the place of defensiveness unless there was scarcity. Something you right? wanted to protect. Right. Something that you thought could go away. Yeah. I mean, the whole stance, I mean, when you're emotionally in a defensive uh, place, you are so out of balance with who you really are. Yeah. Because defending says, I am not whole. And therefore, I have to defend against this part that you're attacking. Right. You know, and, and I do think it's kind of an interesting flag on the play. Whenever you well, I like your- what you just said. Something you thought, I think that's huge. Something you thought could go away. Yeah. We, we don't understand that everything it's, is already there. It can't go away. We can't lose what, I love your, what's your famous saying? You can't lose what's not your. No, <laughs> yeah. What, what is yours knows you, claims you, and is rushing towards you. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no part of it that can go away. But boy, the suffering that happens when we think that something will go away if we don't defend it, it just can ruin a good lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think back to the whole thing about love too. It's like, if someone doesn't like me, I can't have the experience of love instead of the realization that I am love. It's what I am. It's who I am. It's who yeah. I am. It's what I am. It's not going anywhere. Yes. And, it can't and be I could, I could flow that any moment of any day, regardless of who's in my life. Yeah. And of course, as we, I know, um, as women, as we get older, our relationships, our female relationships are so important. And those two, you know, can sometimes go through some challenges as each person is changing. And if they're long-term relationships, marriage and family and work and all this stuff can kind of um, become a bit of a challenge to a relationship. But I have found the relationships in my life with my female friends that I have been you know, really dedicated to being myself, uh, warts and all in, in them, have been the ones that have lasted the longest, the ones that have gone through all the different transitions of my life, you know, and they're the ones that I, of course, at this point, cherish the most. But even those, I mean, I recently went through an experience where one of those relationships looked like it was falling away because I couldn't be, continue to be who I've become. Yes. And that, that ended up being a point of contention for the relationship. And there was even words expressed like, who are you now? Or who, where's the person I knew? I want her back. Right. You know, and I remember just feeling like, well, she's gone. And she absolutely, I always think of that with my kids. Like every year there's a new kid in the house just because yeah. the one that was in sixth grade is now in the sixth grader has gone. We have a seventh grader, but the sixth grader has gone. And, yeah. you know, it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about trying to keep an old system in place. It just doesn't work. I kind of think of friendship, what I, the way that I've been feeling my friendships lately is kind of like, it's like embracing who's there right now. And like, right. we may share six months together because we're really connecting in a strong way. And then, and then that may transition. And then we each could go our other ways. Like instead of holding on to, well, I've known you for 50 years or 30 years. And like, it, it reminds me of being in an old stale marriage where you're bragging about how long you've been married. And everyone's miserable. Right. Rather than <laughs> like, are you connecting in this moment? Like it's much more to me now. It's more about the connection. Like I will right. savor. I will be so satisfied and thrilled with an hour with a lunch that maybe happens every three years. Like I don't care. Uh, just embracing that for what it is instead of trying it's much to, more satisfying. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. trying to keep the old alive when the energy's just not there anymore. And then feeling bad that the energy's not there. And we used to have such a great connection and what happened. And I don't think that's kind of how life evolves. No. And, and, and what I found, I knew I was in trouble, quote unquote trouble where I got out of the vortex is when I started to defend who I'd become. 
you apologize (laughs) i've evolved i'm an abrahamite now no you know you know what i mean but it was like you know you know i started to defend who i am and i knew i was at i was in trouble that i was outside of my vortex and that i was not really truly being um at peace with the fact that that i am all that i need and that this relationship can come or go and it's not like i don't care about you of course not but i can't give my oxygen to you and, you know? and then when you do have a connection and it's j- jiving, it's cool. It's like, yeah, oh, that was a great connection. That was really fun. Next, moving on. It, yeah, right. And I'm holding that this relationship could come back. Yes, absolutely. Or not. Absolutely. You know, it's a fluidity. It's not like, oh, that's over. I'm never talking yes. to them again or that's dead and buried. And that's kind of like I laugh. You know, I come from the, the German background and oftentimes, you know, it's like you are dead to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have a lot of, you know, kind of old, uh, it's over. And, and I, I've watched that play out in some well, of my Well, that pride too. That oh, pride. Man. You, you oh, man. You wronged me once. I will never it's, let you back in. <laughs> yeah. It's over with the capital O. And what pain and sorrow is is really um, – built from that sort of stance yes that once i've been wronged i will never you know that person is is over and dead and i mean you really lose out on the opportunity to know that all that you need is within you and all that you need is within that relationship with source energy and that your balance and and all the information and all the opportunities and the joyful expansion is already here like you don't have to go looking for relationships for fulfillment but then you're available for that relationship at any moment you know what ah, i mean you're available for a great connection at any moment absolutely i mean i don't think any of us can think of a worse time in our lives than when we thought our happiness hinged on someone else's behavior. I mean, that's, that is just misery in a bottle yeah. right there. But you know you what, know? when you, when I hear you say that, it's like, oh, I could still see myself doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, mean, I see it very strongly. Of course, the whole college dating thing, but it's still happening on different levels. I mean, it's oh, still, different. I could still feel that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I do. I do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not about being perfect. I think it's just having, a, it's having fun on this journey. Yeah. It's always growing and expanding, and there's always new openings to go into. And it's a wonderful feeling when we're able to to expand and see something we couldn't see before. Yes. And the most powerful, wonderful place we can be in relationships is to say, I don't need you to be anything other than who you are. And so we breed yeah. this opportunity for people to be their authentic selves, to be truly where they are, because what your behavior is not hinging my happiness. Right. I'm good. I'm going to, I know where but, to get And my- if we still are unhappy, it, it means that there's, there's a gem in there for us to reveal. Yeah. We're not, nothing to we're do not really other... getting who we are. There's more to see. There's more to experience within us that we're not able to see quite yet. But it's there. That's the place to look. And, it, and there's nothing more exciting than to pull the attention away from the other right. and move it inside and see that it was always here. Because well, then we feel, instead of feeling powerless, we feel powerful again. Like, and oh, free. Wow, I could shift my energy regardless of what they're doing. What if, yeah, like you say, what a freedom that is. And I'm free to see you in any way that I want to. And and the other part of the growth of relationships is this idea of holding the seed of who you know that person to be 
regardless of what they're showing you. Yeah. Because if they're showing you fearful and anger and frustration, that's not really their true self either. Yeah. You know, and holding the seed and the potential of who they really are, I think is the most powerful relationship that you can be in, whether it be spouse or employer or girlfriend, whatever it is, holding the, the potentiality of who that person is and who you know them to be, but not verbalizing it. Because right. sometimes, you know, saying something like, I know you're much better than this. Right. But you know, we can't do that for another person if we don't do it for ourselves, if we don't really get the truth of what we are, it, we can't see it. We don't see it. It's a blind spot because Absolutely. we're looking through our lens of scarcity. That's why, again, it's that whole thing of coming back home first, building that relationship. Because from that lens, everybody looks good. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought it'd be fun to play a little bit of this clip from a recent Phoenix workshop. And again, we we let you in on a couple snippets of these workshops. But we highly encourage you to go and get the full workshop um, at abraham-hicks.com, the website, www.abraham-hicks.com, where you can get actually this Phoenix workshop was just fantastic. It happened in December of 2011, just after Jerry Hicks transition um, into non-physical. And what we want to do is I'm just going to play a few minutes of it. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about accountability and getting to the bottom of something. Here we go. um, My question originally was, uh, how strong should I focus on accountability? Accountability? Accountable to... I'm always stressing to people or myself that you have to be accountable for everything you say and everything you do. So, should I not focus on that so much? Well, we're going to give you a different slant on this, and, and we'll answer your question completely. Turns out, everything you're offering vibrationally is at the basis of all your attraction. So... You could not be more accountable because you can't get separate from what you're vibrating. In other words, one day, Esther was walking back through the kitchen to her sleeping room and had left her microphone on. And she was, chat- she was chatting with Karen and, and everyone in the room was hearing the conversation or <laughs> everyone who was listening. And Tracy, who is watching the live stream back in Texas, called Esther's phone and said, Mom, your phone's on. And Esther pondered what she'd been saying, what she'd been thinking. She was very high and happy. She wasn't worried about it. But then Tracy said, you know, maybe we should always pretend like our microphone is on. And we say, it always is. But monitoring your verbal output isn't enough because you're radiating your output constantly and the universe is responding and that's what we call accountable in other words you just can't not do that now we know what you're talking about in a slightly different context you're saying if you say you're going to do something do it and if you make a commitment to be on time then be on time and be accountable but we would like to put a law-based conceptual slant on this by saying to you, if we were standing in your physical shoes, we would be accountable to one thing and one thing only, and that would be our alignment with our source. We would not be trying to please that one or that one or that one or that one, even if it's an employer that is threatening with some sort of power of termination. Because in the long run, if you are always trying
true to who you are, which means you're always choosing the uplifting thought. You're always reaching for the feeling of alignment. That is a form of accountability that will serve you so well that any other form of accountability is irrelevant. I think that pretty much wraps it up, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Join us after the break. Stay tuned. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand. A little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. So we just listened to uh, a snippet from an Abraham workshop that happened in Phoenix, uh, December of 2011. And it kind of wrapped up much of what we were talking about in the last two segments on the show is that first and foremost, your your mic is always on. So what they were referring to is that, you know, Esther come and, comes and does these workshops in front of 500 people, and then she leaves the stage, you know, um, and one time she left the stage and her mic was still on. So the entire 500 people or whatever were hearing what she was talking about, even though she was kind of off the stage. And I think that that was really kind of an interesting metaphor that we may think we're giving verbal, you know, vibrational language to somebody, blah, 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 blah. And then we go behind and we go, you know, behind the scenes or off stage, so to speak. And we have other truer feelings about. So our vibration is someplace else. Yeah. And so words are meaningless. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they are not your true self. They can often mask what your true vibration is. But the universe doesn't speak English. It only speaks vibration. So it's only the universe is only responding to who you are offstage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know what I love about that, though, is we could always feel I mean, like I know sometimes if I say things that I know are not true or I'm saying them for do the people pleasing, whatever. I could feel it. It feels off. Like they come out, the words, and it's almost like I'm disconnected from them. 
Oh, yeah, like, cool. why did I just say that? I, I didn't oh. mean to say that. What was that about? You know? <laughs> yeah. And the worst is like when you've said something to someone and then you turn around to someone else and go, oh, that was, that was bullshit. Or yeah, that was you crap. could feel, you know, you're all, you know, you're, you're not aligned. Oh, it's awful. It's a, it's, it's such a shrinking of who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I often say I, I want to speak consistently about what I feel and who I am, no matter who's listening. And I, and I think this is something uh, cleaning up some of our relationships is, is really interesting because if we're saying one thing to one person about something and another thing to another person, and we're kind of all over the place, we've really got some energy leakage, Yeah, you know, we're not aligned. We're not consistent. We have to remember what did I, who was I to her and what did I say to him? And Oh, but I think that's so exactly debilitating. what they're talking about with the accountability. Like we may, in the short run, we may think it's about, oh, I'm going to be accountable because we don't want to suffer the uncomfortable consequence. But it's a very short term yes. satisfaction compared to, like they said, the long term of being true to yourself, it will always serve you well. But sometimes we, it, it's like, oh, I can't say what's really true. I'll be uncomfortable. So I'll just say what I think they want to hear and move on. But it's a very short-term fix. It doesn't serve anybody, and it's not really what we're after. And in the creality sense, which is one of our new words, the creation reality, you're actually creating based on your vibration anyway. So lip service, blah, blah, blah. You're really creating based on the truth of how you feel. And whether it's ornery or, you know, whatever, if you're putting on a happy face, you're still creating from the place of orneriness. You're creating from a vibrational standpoint. So that's all a waste of time. You're really not doing anything by conjecturing and putting flowery language on something that isn't true to you. Well, it's kind of like if we think we're being good because, oh, I'm so accountable. I do everything I say I'm going to do. Aren't I a good girl? It's If we're missing the big part of being accountable to our true self. We're missing it. We're missing it. Yeah, it's just it's like who cares? It makes no difference. It it we we suffer in that, but it doesn't move anything forward. We're not creating it, anything we want, and it's law based. Yeah, I mean, we go back to this point of it is law based. The universe is responding to the true vibration of who you are, and you can't get around that. There <laughs> is no conjecturing. There is no language. There is nothing you can do to cover up the fact that this is really what you're putting out there. And I think it is such a come to Jesus moment when we say, oh, what I've really been feeling is this. What (laughs) what I've been saying I'm feeling is that, but I'm, you know, but we have to come back home to ourselves to be able to check in and say that, you know, and, and accountability to our alignment with source is our number one focus because all of our beautiful relationships, like we've said, will come from there. All the right relationships, all the best relationships will come from our accountability to our alignment with source. So what does that look like on an everyday basis to you, to everyone listening? Do you know what your day looks like when you're accountable to your alignment with source versus when you're accountable to him and her and this and that? (laughs) I was thinking you say it's like a law-based universe. It's not a nice based universe or a good girl based universe <laughs> right i like that based universe yeah it's not it's not wiggly because we you know think what I mean? a lot of times where oh it's all about being nice or it's all about being good like we measure for that instead of authenticity or what's true and real for us yeah i mean it may look like the biggest bs or wins but they don't ever mm-hmm. it might look like they get what they want but they don't mm-hmm. because they're not who they really are you know, and that's always going to be. But, you a know, I like that too. The BS are like, that sounds like such a blowhard type person. But the BS are, it is that nice good girl thing. That's BS. I mean, at least BS. speaking for myself, when I go down that road of like, oh, this is what they expect from me or this will make them happy. It, it's the same BS as 
as the whole blowhard thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is the same vibration yeah. that you're talking about. It's that false self that, you know, and again, the relationship we the relationships we create from our false selves are never going to be satisfying. So if you are surrounded by unsatisfactory relationships, don't worry, you don't have to have any conversations with them. Mm -hmm. Go back to you, right? Go back to home base, reconfigure who you really are, be willing to allow that uh, people to get upset. If you if you decide to be your truth, allow people to freak out if you decide to no longer play the game anymore, come home to you because what's wonderful is you are never alone when you come home to you. I love it because we have this absolute um, deep, wide, gorgeous breadth of support inside of our consciousness. And it is so satisfying to come home to that. And then the rest of it, when you get that, and I do believe that when people have a spiritual awakening and have a spiritual enlightenment moment, they come home to that remembering mm -hmm. that they are truly loved unconditionally, that they are truly worthy they are whole and complete and that it is already done and there's right. nothing they have to do to prove it. And then everything else that's false falls away. Right. Yeah, it's a little drama, but that doesn't matter. And it's not isolated. It's not like we come home to ourselves and then we have to be separate and alone. It's the opposite. Like opposite. It's like everything is full and healthy around us. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes it feels like, okay, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to go over here and, you know, separate myself. But it's not. It's almost like we're going into the vortex. We're going into the fullness of life. Yes. And whoever is there is worthy of us. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just there, but it's a catalyst. One person's honest, it, it triggers another person. And so instead of us all being in a conspiracy of being our false self or, you know, lying about what we're speaking, it kind of ups the ante where I mean, I know that when I'm around somebody who's really, what do they call, turned on, tuned in, tapped, or whatever, yeah, <laughs> someone's right. in a really good place, it inspires me to go there with them. Yes, authentically. Yeah, I don't want to run away. I want to join them. Yeah. And what I love about when you are in that place of, of truly coming home to yourself and feeling that wholeness and fullness, you're willing to make mistakes. You're willing to be creative. You're willing to be bold. You're willing to fall on your face because there's really nothing to lose. You become more of a fiercer power in the universe because you're willing to get out there on the leading edge and look like a fool, whatever that matters. It doesn't matter to you because you've already, you know, you've already found your balance. You've found where your true sustenance lies. You're not running around looking for uh, sustenance out there. You have your your full meal at home. Yeah. And, and there's no way when you're living from that place, you're going to look like a fool. So it's interesting. Like we, ha we have the fear of that happening and yeah. it's not the way law works. Principle works. Right. Right. And even if it does look like it's a mistake, it's a divine mistake. Yes. Beautiful and perfect about the mistake because you know, it came from a place of authentically being real. This is who you, you are. You know, no apology. And it's all good. <laughs> I want to play a little bit more from this workshop because um, this next part is about this idea of, you know, being in a conversation with someone, uh, trying to be accountable for what you said or did. And I think that they have an interesting way of flipping that vibrationally too. Let's, uh, let's rejoin the workshop. And why is that so? 
Because all through life, you've been saying, don't like that, like that better, don't like that, like that better. The moment someone was rude to you, you put something very opposite of that in your vortex. When someone didn't believe in you, you put something very opposite of that in your vortex. When someone was mean to somebody else, you put something very different than that in your vortex. And you have created a version of life that the source within you is resonating with and holding in vibrational resonance. You can count on that accountability. You can count on the source within you never deviating from that. Now, now we've laid the basis. What specifics do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it specifically, and we'll weave it into all of that. Um, how we talk to each other, like me uh, and my uh, relationship. Uh, you know, when you're trying to have a conversation or get to the bottom of something, where you're not uh, attacking or blaming. So you got to be, I guess, responsible for what you're talking about. You know, my accountability of what I'm trying to get across to my wife or, you know. Here's the thing that's tricky about that, and we're just going to give this to you in the nicest possible way. Never try to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> because... The more you focus on it, the more you activate it. The more you activate it, the more specific it gets. The more specific it gets, the worse it feels. The worse it feels, the more you are doing the opposite of the accountable to who you are thing that we're talking about. Never try to get to the bottom of things that don't feel good. There's no bottom. There is no bottom. There's no bottom. It's a bottomless pit. There's no bottom. There's no bottom. (laughs) that my friends is the everyday takeaway i should have a bell or something ding 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 ding. (laughs) the everyday takeaway never try to get to the bottom of something especially if it doesn't feel good because you're just creating more of it and you've lost the accountability that matters and that is the accountability to your inner being the accountability to your knowing isn't that fabulous (laughs) never get to the bottom of something you know, and count only on the inner accountability. And I think that's so interesting because I think many of the times in our relationships, we think, okay, this is, we're going to have to exhaust this subject, right? We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to make sure everyone brings up all the worst feelings they had about this circumstance. We're going to lay it all out. And somehow from that place of despair, Mm -hmm. we're going to find a solution. How ridiculous that is that from a vibrational standpoint? Yes. But I think what's important when they say is never get to the bottom of things that don't feel good. Right. Because it's kind of like that splashing. If if we're both splashing, splashing, and we really have no intention of getting going into the truth, then we're just splashing. Yeah. But how many times have we been in an, a conversation that turns into an argument, and or or where we're we're saying, "Well, let me let's dig deeper into this." But we don't really want to dig deeper. I think that's the thing. We want to be right. I mean, yeah. that's the difference. That's the difference of really because if we dig dig deeper into the truth and our authentic self, there's going to be richness in there. But if we dig deeper into holding on to our position and keeping yeah. score about who's right and who's wrong, it is circular, and it never it goes, goes round and round and round. Yeah, yeah, and you lose accountability to the only thing that matters, and that is to your inner right. being. Because we're really anything. trying to get them to agree with us. It's, we're not really interested <laughs> in connecting. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know and and yet i think it's a really great false premise to come bring to the light that there is a bottomless pit of things that don't feel good right. when i think and it's then, being you know, able to recognize that in the moment too and i think that comes from knowing ourselves when we're yes. like this is not this we're on a track that's not going to turn out pretty <laughs> 
And I've actually now, you know, I've heard this track and I've really been, you know, taking it to heart and making it part of my practice. And I remember my husband and I were having an argument about something and it was kind of meaningless. And I could tell that he had misinterpreted something that I had done. And, and I, and I was going to go get the, I was like at that stance of getting to the bottom of it. You know what I mean? When I was like, let's just really talk about what you're saying, you know, kind of thing. And I stopped and I kind of looked at him and I said, can we just let this go? Yeah. And he said, oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> And it was like, we weren't in denial, you know, it wasn't like we were, you know, there was an elephant in the room. We weren't dealing with it. It was just like, there's nothing there, there. Let's just let it go. But you know, it might be kind of fun to look like that saying, get to the bottom. If we're really trying to get to the bottom of it, really look and see what is our intention for getting to the bottom of it and what vibration are we in? Right. You know, because it's like, I mean, I I think a lot of this is just semantics and words, but it's really what's going on with us and where we what's think, our intent yeah where are we going with this are, you know, right. are we trying to build a case to make them wrong or are we tr- really trying to work through this relationship to get to a better place well it's our stance mm-hmm. are we do we are we standing in the place of needing to work from the bottom up or from the top down mm-hmm. and i think what i mean by that and it's a metaphor because there's no top or bottom here but if we work from the vibrational high point of knowing that all is truly whole and that we are well and loved and so is this person and that they are source and we are source. We come from that high vantage point. Like we said, we get into the vortex. And as they mentioned in that segment, in the vortex is the most scrumptious, delicious, joyful, beautiful, fulfilling relationship with that person that you want. It's only in the vortex. So when we come from a top down, Mm -hmm. you know, we come from that place where maybe we have to step back and, you know, balance ourselves again and get back into that knowing. And we come from that vantage point, then whatever happens with that relationship is going to be fulfilling. It's going to be interesting. It's going to go deeper. It's going to be going deeper in a good way. It's like, what do we really want? Do we really want to be at odds with this person or do we really want to, to come to a higher place together? Yeah. And I think it's important. We have to get out of the business of being satisfied by proving someone wrong mm-hmm. or, or, you know, we have to get out of, there was a time where that was satisfactory, where showing someone their weakness or showing someone their, um, their wrongness was at some point a way that we built ourselves up. Cause it's really, it's not what we want. That's it's not, the it's, yeah, but, but to, it's again, it's measuring for something that we don't even want. Yeah. And I think it's so good to kind of look at, um, our relationships from a law-based perspective, because why work against that which is? Why work against that which is creating the the planet that we live on? I mean, that's you can't bump up against that without creating a lot of suffering. So when we come from this law-based understanding of who we really are, then the intricacies and the intimacies of our relationships really become interesting and delicious, and they're fluid. They come, they go, all is well. And we have come to the end of our relationship segment this wonderful day on Everyday Attraction. Thank you, Jen. Dennis for yeah, thank you. This it was fun. Soccer ball around. <laughs> <laughs> I truly enjoy my relationship with you, and I thank you so much. You and have a great week. Thanks. So you have been listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Align Radio just launched its Facebook player. So if you go to a Facebook slash Align Radio, you can now listen to Align within the Facebook page and also Unity Online. Going mobile, if you want to listen to any of the Unity Online uh, shows, you can go to your mobile app, either the iPhone or the Android, and download the Live 365 app and take Align and Unity FM on the go. We also appreciate your supporting our sponsor of Everyday Attraction, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. 
Hope you can send a card today. We've set up a website where you can send a physical card into someone's mailbox telling them how much you appreciate them and how much you love them. And isn't this month an opportunity to do that? So go to sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction and click the send a free card today. We thank you so much and we wish you well. And we know at the deepest part of our heart that all is truly well. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Aligned Radio, alignradio.com. 